The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. We've got more Democrats jumping into the field. We just can't have enough of them. Bring them on. That's right. Ohio Representative Tim Ryan announced he's running for president. Entering a sizable and growing field of Democrats. You ain't lying there. Who isn't running? Me. I'm, I think I'm the only person in America that's not running for the Democrat Party nomination for president. I mean, even Andrew Yang and the Yang gang out there is running on the circumcision platform. I mean, and then Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell, the guy who basically, when talking to somebody about the NRA and talking about Second Amendment rights, and when that person said, hey, you know, I can defend myself because... I will have a weapon up against a tyrannical government. Eric Swalwell's the guy that said, hey, we've got the nukes. And now he wants to be in control of the nuclear football and the codes. Why not? Let's let that happen. It's only 2019. We only got the ACLU out there saying that uh, transsexual people and transgendered people are female too. (laughs) I mean, why not? We've only got Samantha Maselli out there beating down Georgia's uh, state legislature and saying, hey, you guys better better not pass a heartbeat bill. Why not? Things are just that insane. And when you have things that insane, you get things like the insanity of the torchbearer for the left, the one who defeated Joe Crawley, the Democrat caucus chairman. You get the wisdom of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. How many years until the world ends again? We have 12 years left to cut emissions by at least 50%, if not more. And for everyone who wants to make a joke about that, you may laugh, but your grandkids will not. So... Understand that the internet documents everything. And for all those people, you know, you want to look about, you want to talk about looking in the back of history, looking backwards. You look back and you open history books on the civil rights movement and you see those folks who are protesting against the ability for African Americans and Black Americans to have the right to vote. And they would hold up these bigoted signs and they would hold up signs that said things like, what about white rights and like all of this stuff in in the 1950s, 1960s. So just know that in the present day, there are a lot of people who hide the fact that their families and that their grandparents fought against principles of equal rights in the United States, not a hundred years ago, not 80 years ago, but in this generation's lifetime. So just know that while a lot of people can hide that their grandparents did that in the civil rights movement, you should also know that the internet documents everything and your grandchildren will not be able to hide the fact that you fought against acknowledging and taking bold actions on climate change. And people who are trying to mock and delay this moment, I mean, I just feel bad for you. I just pity you for your role in history right now. Um, Would you support a female draft? So long as we have a draft, I support 
people of all genders being drafted. Equality. Yeah. Yeah, I think equality for all is a good thing. You know, it's last call. God, too many makers and gingers. Good God. Man, you see all them shots we did? Good Lord. Especially when we were doing body shots of the uh, Soko and Lime off that one blonde. Good Lord. And, you know, I think, I think we never went to the moon, man. I don't think we ever went to the moon. I think it was all done... All done in a theater, you know? All done with with movies. I mean, heck, movies were big around that time. I mean, heck, did 9-11 happen? I think they shot a missile, you know, out of one of the planes. You can see it on, on the YouTube. You see the YouTube video? My God. And, of course, you know, um, World Trade Center 7, that never I just collapsed on its own. Hours later, it's all an inside job, you know? But yeah, we should have women, you know, they should apply to be, um, you know, selective service, be in the military, be drafted. That's what we get from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? I mean, come on. She thinks she's this Instagram influencer. She's going to get on late night on her little Periscope and her little Facebook Live and Kneel down in the corner and start munching on friggin' organic vegan Cheez-Its or some crap like that, and she's going to try to espouse some sort of wisdom and take questions, which if you watch the videos, look at some of the questions she didn't take. There are people on there that are just trolling the crap out of her. And, you know, she thinks she's providing some sort of wisdom. You know, she's just Sandy from the block, you know? She used to have a little, but now she has a lot. And, you know... She knows where she came from. You know, she was slinging them drinks, but now she is uh, living life of luxury in a luxurious apartment right there in the outskirts of D.C. next to the Whole Foods, which is owned by Amazon, who she ousted from New York. And most people don't even know that um, she's uh, looked at pretty badly by her own constituents. Her own constituents cannot even stand her. They think that she's gone to Washington and within how many months? What were they? They were sworn in, what, in February, January, something like that? We're only a couple months in, gang. And this chick is out there making all types of noise, but in the wrong direction. Again, like I said on the previous show, when people say, well, you shouldn't be giving her a voice. You're giving her too much credibility. People outside of, of regular news, they don't know who this girl is. Well, first off, she's an instructive case. She is a beacon of the insanity of the college movement. All of the kids that have graduated college that got stupid degrees and crap that they shouldn't have gotten it in for exorbitant amount of money, they now are in positions where they want to make a difference. You know, they've got that David Hogg in them. They want to get out there and I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to go out there with Samantha Maselli to Georgia and tell them we're never going to do Hollywood acting and production and filming in your state again. Even though you're enacting economic fascism on a state you do not live in. Even though the people that are standing up for what they believe, for their constituency, for the people that voted for them, for their citizens, and they say, well, their citizens don't want abortion after a certain number of months. Heck, most of them probably don't even want it at all. But if you're going to do it, at least let there not be a heartbeat. At that point, what are you killing? It's not a clump of cells when one of the cells is beating. That's a heartbeat. But Samantha Maselli is going to get out there and dictate what the state should do for its constituency as she comes riding in with Hollywood with a big list of names. And she's going to sit there and tell everybody, well, you need to do as we say, or we're just never going to, you know, we're never going to spend our money by producing our shows in your state again. We're going to use our economic fascism to shut you down against the will of their own people. You know, Samantha Maselli, Alyssa Milano, how about California allow unions to no longer exist? Make it a right-to-work state. Allow people to 
look on their own behalf. And if you remove the union regulations and you lighten up on the tax burden, maybe they'll film in California like they used to. Maybe they won't have to go to Ontario to where every time you watch House Hunters on HGTV, they're all going, what's this all about? What's this house over here? Do you go outside? None of that would happen anymore. You wouldn't have to see shows being produced in Georgia. But, of course, eh, we want to take our stupid ideology with us wherever we go. We want to move from Ohio and Pennsylvania down to Virginia and vote against all of limited government policies and small-minded government individuals. We want to vote for big government progressive policies because we moved down here because we were overtaxed in our state. So we want to vote for higher taxes in your state. And then the cycle goes. It's like freaking Independence Day with progressive ideology. We're going to go to one state. We're going to F it all up. We're going to destroy every bit of it. We're going to overregulate. We're going to overtax. We're going to do all this crazy stuff. And then we're going to go, ooh, this is working out against us. Let's move to Austin and let's F up that state too. Why don't we spill it over into San Antonio so that Texas will then oust Chick-fil-A because, you know, We got to move where our policies go. We got to bring our policies with us when our policies work against us. That is the stupidity that we're dealing with on the left. And of course, we've got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez bellyaching on her periscope about issues such as this. At least I'm not trying to cage children in the border and inject them with drugs. That's not a mistake. That is a deliberate policy to attack people based on their national origin. That's not a mistake. That's just hatred. That's just cruelty. That's just wrong. Yeah, those kids that were in cages. That happened under Obama, sweet cheeks. Hey, Putin, you know what else happened under Obama? The fact that they knew that this influx was coming. For some reason, they had the foresight to put out applications and job you know, offers. They had job descriptions. They were looking for people to drive vehicles for <laughs> immigration control and homeland security because they knew when the winter months you know, subsided and when spring sprung forth, so would the caravans. So with the migrants, so with the illegal aliens, the criminal aliens that wanted to come across the border. All of that was coming, and when it happened, we just allowed it. They put them in buses. They tried to even bus them into California. Citizens showed up and said, no, you get the hell out of here. We're not even letting you off the freaking bus. They opened up what was an old facility. I think it was like a resort. There was a resort that was abandoned with pools and what have you. They opened that up as a detention facility for the immigrants. People like Glenn Beck and Dana Lash and Ted Cruz and Louis Gohmert were going down to the border and passing out toys to the chagrin of the MAGA people who thought that they were placating all of these illegal immigrants, which they weren't. They were just trying to make a crappy situation a little bit less crappier. Well, that all happened under Obama, sweet cheeks. Trump isn't caging them. Trump isn't doing anything differently than any other president has. And in fact, should probably do a little bit more. When you find out Hezbollah is rolling across the border with MS-13 and the Sinanella drug cartels, the multiple drug cartels that are just flowing right through El Paso, Texas, Beto O'Rourke's little stomping grounds, I may add. Yeah, he was a city council member. He was a representative. And you find out that Those people were being bribed to allow safe passage for drug cartels who are, unbeknownst to us, being aided and abetted by Hezbollah, receiving the training from Hezbollah, receiving the weapons from Hezbollah. That's why MS-13 is beheading people. It's not because they decided, hey, I saw a video on YouTube of ISIS. Let's do that kind of deal. No, that's how they do things. They actually dismembered a woman's child in front of their family and then executed him because a drug deal didn't go the way they wanted to and this person was standing in their way, a border town. 
There are towns across the border that politicians have died, numerous politicians regularly executed because of the fact that MS-13 controls those towns. And Hezbollah is in there working with them. You want to know why those tunnels, you know, going into uh, New Mexico look so similar to the tunnels from Palestine going into Israel? Well, that's because the same kind of people are operating there. So, you know, these are some of the things we got to think of when we have people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez out there running her mouth on all these social media video outlets to try to paint the picture that she is this YouTube influencer, that she is this, uh, this Instagram star who happens to be for the people. We're just for the people. You know, I'm for the workers. You guys have been run down, and I got to bitch about $7 croissants. Um, we have to realize that she is a product of ignorant schooling. She can't even determine the reasons behind why the croissant is $7 uh, per croissant, but yet she has a degree in economics. I still don't buy that. But that's what we're dealing with with these individuals. And if we allow them to gain a foothold in the presidency, like we've allowed them to gain a foothold in, in everything that was going on with the House of Representatives, you know, we barely held on to the Senate. Um. We have to be very concerned the next time this rolls around, the next time, next election that comes up. You know, tr again, Trump wasn't the guy that I voted for. Have I been happy with a lot of what he's done? Well, yeah, his policies on Israel, great. His attempt to reg uh, to reduce taxes, pretty good. People don't realize they got more money in their check, less tax refunds because you gave less to the government, but. Still, people made out better, and reports have shown that. It was only the news media that was belly aching, trying to capitalize on the ignorance of people who may have gotten uh, a little bit less in the refund department, or they may have owed a little bit. But over, you know, all in all, you brought home more. Now, there are some individuals, small business owners, where some of the spillover effects have hit them, and that's because they didn't tweak out what they should have in Congress, and they didn't even make any of these permanent. So who knows what's going to happen next year? But we have to realize that the policies that we vote for, if we want to vote for them because we have a progressive mindset where we think government should do for us instead of us do, doing for ourselves and our family and our community, when we put the burden on, well, you know, the government should give us paid family leave. Oh, yeah, the government should you know, take care of those who uh, uh, are in between jobs. You know, yeah, there can be a minimal safety net, but do like even under Clinton and have a work requirement, you know, but, but get out of the mindset of thinking government has to be the benevolent force to solve everything because it doesn't. When we have that, then we welcome in more government. We welcome in bigger government. We welcome in programs that we should scoff at. We should look at with an objective eye and say, um, this goes against the role of what a government is designed to do. You know, the left looks at it like, oh, we're all one big kumbaya community. It takes a village. Let's all throw our money in the pot. And we have all this money, so we should be able to just, you know, take care of eliminating college debt. You know, we should just do it. Just spend it, you know, just do it. Like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, you know, we should look at just taking care of everybody's health care because we're the only country in the world that doesn't have health care provided to all its citizens, that kind of garbage. You know, that's a progressive mindset based on thinking that we are a giant community where everybody tosses money in and everybody gets a residual benefit out of the deal. Yes, we are all in a country and we all contribute, but do you think... Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the money that they're pulling in is contributing to us? No, it's not. Do you think Hill, Bill, Bill and Hillary Clinton with their Clinton Foundation making off like bandits selling Russian, uh, you know, the Russian government uranium for their own foundation and then turning around and getting an additional bonus by having 
Bill Clinton go over there and do a speech for about 10 minutes and get 500,000? Is that helping the entire collective? No, it's not. And they don't care about you. And you know what? At a certain point, they shouldn't. You should care about yourself. And you should use your resilience and your self-reliance to care about your family. But it should be based on biblical morality. It should be based on a moral standing under your creator that you would make decisions that aren't unethical. You would make decisions that, though may not may be legal, you're not screwing over your neighbor because you're worried about how that makes you look under your creator. So we have to think about these things when we get into the upcoming election, when we have Democrats throwing 40, 50 people into the race, and they're out there espousing their progressivism. We're going to give you free college. We're going to get rid of the electoral college. We're going to give you free health care for all. We're going to do all this stuff. We have to realize none of that stuff is the role of government. Government can't support it. A collective in the United States throwing their money in the pot is not going to be able to fund it. We have to look at how private business, private free markets can fix these solutions more efficiently and more economically sound than what the government can do. Because government can't meet those needs. The government doesn't have that interest at heart. The government does not care about what your desires and what your needs are for you and your family. So, And, and they can't meet it efficiently either. Look at a DMV. You'll be standing in a bottleneck waiting for whatever thing it is. You get Medicare for all. You're not going to get that personal attention. You're not going to have uh, decisions made because I need a heart transplant and I'm 70. Oh, well, you know, maybe a bureaucratic board could look at it and say, well, yeah, you're 70 and yeah, you're getting close to death based on our actuarial tables. You don't need that heart. Somebody else needs that heart. And if we do uh, decide we want to put you on the list, you're going to be way down the list. You're going to be waiting for a long time. Instead of you being able to take it upon yourself with your own personal health care and your own finances and your access to doctors directly to make that decision. So these are all things we have to think about when we come up on this next election cycle. But people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the college, uh, the college contingency of, stupid, uh, of indoctrinated fools, they're going to go with whatever the progressive mindset is. Because that's the way they've been taught. And they act as though women's rights is an issue too. We still have this argument where they're going, oh, well, you know, um, if you're female, well, the male patriarchy is ruling over you. But if you're Joe Biden and you're in a position of power, well, you can give butterfly kisses to whoever you want and, you know, you can hug them kind of inappropriately. You got this lady, Caitlin Collins, who was talking about um, her example of dealing with with men in the workplace. This chick saw a men working construction sign and was immediately offended. And what she posted was completely ridiculous. What is there any women on your crew? And the man working says, uh, what? I, I don't know. I'm just here. And she says, are there any women on your crew? And he's like, I don't know. And she says, do you think maybe they're related? And the man looks at her Gives her the awkward face. I would have handed that chick an effing shovel and said, hey, we've been waiting for some effing estrogen around here. Now get to spreading that asphalt, snookums. That's the patriarchy. You do know women no longer have to be barefoot and pregnant, right? They have the right to vote. They've had that for decades. Decades to boot. I mean, like I said, my wife makes more than I do. Um, this idea that the male patriarchy is keeping people down, especially women, and they're not getting paid equally. It could be dependent on the type of, of employment they have. Maybe they're not taking the risky jobs. But all in all, that's not really the case anymore. Look at Google. Google, it was found out that Google pays its male employees less than its female employees. I guess they're making up for past wrongs. It's a form of reparations, I guess. You know, 
You've got Elizabeth Warren out there talking about how we got to come up with ways to find uh, to give the African-Americans in the United States 40 acres and a mule. I don't have a mule. Most people I know don't have any mules and 40 acres. Hell, if you got 40 acres, you're probably either subdividing it or you're farming it. One of the two. Or you're doing like we did and you're you built your house on it, your forever house, and you're also helping your family farm it and you're passing that that asset down to your family. But this sort of reparations, this sort of, uh, you know, contrition that we should have, that we need to go out and provide some sort of, uh, you know, extra employment for women because women must have been wronged years and years ago and suffrage and, you know, like that never happened. These are all narratives that they learned in college. These are narratives that the progressives have indoctrinated the college youth with, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and that is why we need to be worried about people like her because she has the ability to garner recruitment. She has the ability to energize the youth. She has the ability to engage people and, and bring them to power, people that are ignorant that want to get rid of the electoral college and don't understand civics. She has the ability to put those people into motion. And when they come into, you know, government without a solid foundation of civics and history and, and things of that nature, when they're given all of this stuff about Columbus being a dick and Columbus was evil and he was a tyrant that went in to kill all these people when really he was just looking for an easier trade route and gave God the glory for his journeys, then we're going to end up with people who want to get rid of the Electoral College. And it looks as though we got about 40 of them all running for the Democrat Party. I'm Adrian Slade. You can find me on Twitter at Adrian Slade Show. Also at Rants Out Loud. Follow me on Snippy, Convo, MeWe. Also on Parlor. Search Adrian Slade. And you can also check out the blog, adriansladeshow.com. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. We can't continue to allow these, uh, these, sorry, white men, middle-aged men, to dictate what we are able to do with our bodies. It is not fair. So we are taking a stand. Our industry is taking a stand. Women are taking a stand. And we're saying no more. No more of these hurtful policies. It's happening all over the country. It's unacceptable. She doesn't live here. She doesn't vote here. Um, my honest feelings are if you want to take Hollywood somewhere else, take it. We'll keep our morals. Oh, Alyssa Milano, <laughs> Samantha Maselli. I think she was also in Charmed. And she was in a lot of uh, B grade softcore porn films in between. I mean, just, you know, racy films. You got to do what you got to do to keep that name out there. But if you're in the mode of reinventing yourself, then you have to try other angles. And so I think she did some sort of uh, competition show. I can't remember if it was like uh, a poor woman's uh, project runway. She did something. So now she's going to remake herself as political activist actress. She's going to show up all over the place. She's going to issue a new podcast. She's going to do all these things to rebrand herself. And she comes across just not intelligent or not as informed as she thinks she is. And it's amazing when you hear a clip like you just heard, when they talk to the citizen, the citizen makes sense. The citizen knows that what they're trying to do is, so Alyssa Milano decides she's going to get a collection of Hollywood actors and actresses I mean, she gave us all these eh, names. What, Deborah Messinger, whatever her name is, uh, from uh, Will and Grace. You know, as if that wasn't a politically motivated show to make it just as homo homosexual as you can possibly make it. But on top of that, she's going to give us all these people. You didn't even give us Tom Hanks. You gave us his son, Colin. Look, Colin wasn't even on Bosom Buddies. But you gave us Colin. Couldn't get Tom to you know, jump in and 
make a stink for you. Although he probably would. But the majority of these actors and actresses wanted to put pressure on the state of Georgia over the fact that they wanted to uh, pass a bill that the heartbeat was a big deal to them. And so, you know, with that being the case, um, you have to wonder how the people of Georgia felt about it. How did the state legislature feel about it? Because they obviously had that bill on the table because somebody had to bring it up. Somebody cared about the heartbeat of a child in the womb, in utero. But what Alyssa Milano, Sam Maselli, and all those people were going to do was they were going to descend upon Georgia and they were going to tell Georgia how to write their laws. Because you know what? We spend money there. It was almost the opposite of the boycott mob. It's the economic fascism that we've talked about in the past. It's the same thing with tech companies joining up with the government to shut down your speech, to shut down people who don't believe with you, but to prop up those who can make your um, case for progressivism, to prop up those who can push for more government, who would be in line with removing the Electoral College. In fact, New Mexico just jumped in on this. I'm telling you. The show, go back and listen to the show we did. Article 5 is somehow not a constitutional crisis, or Article 5 is a constitutional crisis, but somehow removing the Electoral College isn't. Because we lay out how it's not that they're going to walk in and traditionally remove the Electoral College. They're going to find neat ways to circumvent it through other methods. And they're going to do so while you don't even look. While you're not even looking in that direction, you're going to be blindsided with the fact that 270 some states are going to be giving away their electors and their votes for somebody who was in the popular vote. I don't know how you do that. I guess, you know, when it comes down to submitting those, you just switch in the middle of it and go, well, this person was ahead. So let's just go ahead and dump all of our electors in their pocket. And what happens when that popular vote goes for the Republican What do those electors do then? But they're moving the goalpost all the time. And when you have economic fascism of Hollywood going, you know what? We want to come to Georgia and spend money in your state to make our TV shows, our Netflix shows, our films. Why are they going there? They're going there because of a couple of pretty elementary reasons. They're going there because there's a low amount of regulation. There are no unions. To my knowledge, there's no uh, actors unions, no Screen Actors Guild in Georgia. Oh, and they don't have to, um, they, they don't have to deal with the tax rate in California. They don't have to deal with, the, it's basically the cost of doing business. While they sit out there on their high horses and bitch about capitalism, they enact things that will increase cash flow for their business in a capitalism manner. Huh. Kind of funny how you would have to go to another state to do that. But guess what? You're not citizens of said state. You're going to walk in there and impose your will upon the citizens who live there, who grew up there, who have roots there, who have vested interest in how their state is operated because you come in from a state that is overly regulated, union uh, jackbooted boots on the neck of business through unions, union strangulation, and also overtaxation, you're going to walk into this place and go, hey, you play by our rules. You better abort some kids because... That's what we're here for. And we'll just leave. You know what? Bye-bye. See ya. Take your money. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Get the heck on out of here is what I would say. And it seems to be that Georgia is saying that. But Alyssa Milano, she has to stand up there and grandstand, bring all these people with cameras in, and she gets on Twitter. Uh, She starts abusing the Bible, which is really amazing for her to use the Bible to attack those who want to preserve 
the right to life. They want to preserve life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in the fact that they want to keep children alive. She says, I love God. I believe in God. But I don't believe my personal beliefs, of which we can't confirm, should override scientific facts and what we can confirm. So I guess she's saying she can't confirm God's existence, but she loves God. Um, Really? Okay, that's fine. That makes me think you're not really all in. But you think scientific facts are killing a heartbeat? You know, a heartbeat means life. So she goes on to quote John 3, 12, you know, because she opened it up. She was like, maybe there's some somewhere around John 3, 16, you know, it's not 3, 17. That's the only Bible verse I know. So let's start there and then we'll just work backwards to 3, 12. And she goes, if I have told you earthly things and you would not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? I have no clue what that has to do with abortion. I mean, that biblically does not support abortion. I will say that Proverbs 6, 16 and 17 says, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Seems to uh, work against what you're trying to go with there, Ms. Uh, Alyssa Milano. But listen to her get schooled by a representative from the state of Georgia. What district of Georgia are you from? Uh, I work in Georgia. Do you vote in Georgia? I don't vote in Georgia. I was just wondering what district you were from. There's 30 people outside that do vote in Georgia that I was going to escort in. But you don't vote in Georgia? Excuse me. Don't interrupt me. That I was going to escort in, but they wouldn't let me escort in. So that's no, you don't vote in Georgia. No, but the people that work on my crews, the 90,000 people that the entertainment industry actually employs, do. So thank you. What's your name? Dominic Morris. Pleasure to meet you, Dominic. So district one, nothing? I just answered your question. I'll be happy to do this. These are the men that are voting on what goes on inside my media. This guy right here. Great day. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Thank you. You know the Cup brothers don't live here either. So Alyssa, she stands there, grandstanding. She's got her group. She's got a group of people that she wanted to bring in, and apparently they weren't allowed to come in. Apparently they all went to the DMV and started regist- registering at the last second, and DMV shut them down. But because I, I think they had questions on that. I'm not really sure of the details behind it. But, you know, it makes you wonder why, why such the Hail Mary? Why are you going to throw this in at the last second and try to make something happen, Ms. Miss Alano? I mean, but regardless of that, she shows up with all of these people and talking about how she wants to roll in with all these women In fact, it says, I am livid. This is Kat Calvin, one of her uh, buddies. One of our amazing field staffers took 18 people to get IDs today in downtown Memphis, and the women in charge of the DMV kicked her out. As soon as she heard what we were doing, she decided we couldn't get IDs there anymore. She banned us from the DMV. Miss Alano retweeted that. And so she decided to show up, and she gets schooled, and put into place by somebody who had, you know, innocent questions. And she stands there looking like an angry soccer mom who's arguing her ignorance with the ref over a call that he rightfully had. I mean, she looked like the chick who thinks she's not only cute, but correct when stopped by the police and given a ticket for going over 15 miles an hour over the speed limit. But she, uh, she tried to invoke her political activism and it blew up in her face funniest part about this whole spectacle that Alyssa Milana threw in Georgia listen to this from hot air finally pro-abortion actress confronted while protesting fetal heartbeat bill 
Have you ever watched as our moral betters in the entertainment business drone on and on about one social issue or the other and wondered why a normal person nearby just didn't tell them to zip it already? I have. After all, the First Amendment goes both ways. So it was with a bit of delight that I watched a quick video of Republican State Representative Dominic Laricia rather gently confront actress Alyssa Milano, which we just played a minute ago, as she presented a letter to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's office in Atlanta. The letter, signed by 30 other film and television workers based in Georgia, urges Kemp to veto legislation of a bill submitted by state legislatures known as the Heartbeat Bill. The governor is in support of the bill, which bans abortion after the heartbeat is detected. Well, here's an interesting update to that story. It passed. That's right. From ChristianHeadlines.com, despite threat from Hollywood, (laughs) the fetal heartbeat bill passes in Georgia. Georgia passed HB 481, one of the most restrictive abortion bills in the country, despite threats from Hollywood and the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, who tweeted out that uh, females are transgendered. Transgendered people are females, too. I don't know how that's even possible. The bill bans abortions after a heartbeat is detected, which is typically around the sixth week of pregnancy. Hollywood was not supportive of the bill, obviously. Um, They wanted to continue to support the wonderful people and businesses and communities we have come to love in the Peach State, the letter read. But we will not do so silently, and we will do everything in our power to move our industry to a safer state for women if HB 481 becomes law. Well, guess what? It now passed 92 to 78, according to CNN. And of course, Alyssa Milano got mad. If Governor Kemp doesn't veto HB 481, it will have severe consequences for women trying to become mothers. A couple things about Mr. Dominic Laratia, who we played the interaction with. His announced bill to silence the press Also, I tried to deliver this letter with 30 Georgia voters and they wouldn't let the residents in the office. Reminder, it doesn't matter if I did vote in Georgia. Well, you can try to wield your economic power on a state government that doesn't represent you, but we're going to tell you to pound sand. They represent the citizens. Of course, get the union's fist out of the rusty sheriff's badge of California and reduce the taxes And then you can kill babies and you can film in California. That's how it works. So we've got that interesting take. All of that stuff happening in Georgia, they have bucked the system regardless of what the leftists try to do. You know, the leftists don't really care. They will do and go to whatever lengths they can. Look what they did to the Unplanned movie. Abby Johnson, who was an employee of the year, for Planned Parenthood, who had a change of heart after she was involved in some abortions directly, and then she left, and she helped make this movie. This movie was set to do well. Pure Flix was putting it out, and what happened? Twitter shut them down, suspended them on opening day. Also unfollowed tons of people, basically tweaked with their exposure. Movie theaters weren't even advertising whether or not, you know, or actively, weren't even advertising whether or not this movie was playing. And guess what? It did amazing numbers. So there is an appetite out there. You know, despite all of this, the bill in Georgia passed, even with what we had here in Virginia, even with what we had in New York. People are kind of getting tired of it. And, you know, the left is going to wield whatever propaganda they can, whatever means they can as evidenced by a clip that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was peddling not too long ago. Yeah, we're not finished with her. We're not finished with Bay Guevara. Bay, my boo Guevara. Between snacking on seaweed crackers and building one of those effing Fajablo Habasta Ikea coffee tables for her new abode, you know, her luxury uh, apartment with the infinity pool, she posted this clip of this comedian talking about socialism. Another beautiful day under capitalism, the greatest, most functional economic system that's ever existed. (laughs) Is there crude oil in this? Oh, no, it's just lead. It's fine. Don't worry. 
I'm here at my home in Los Angeles, California to give you the guide to tremendous, lasting wealth success. How are you going to get there? Everyone wants to know. One word. Easy answer. Capitalism. Capitalism. Capitalism is a mode of production. That means the way you make stuff. Under capitalism, there are two ways to make money, and you definitely have to make money. If you're lucky, you own something, like an apple farm or a glue factory, and that makes you the owning class. Nice. If you don't own anything, uh, you're part of the working class, and you make your money by selling your labor. You pretty much sell your labor until you retire. Sorry, let's uh, take that again. You pretty much sell your labor until you die. If you're a part of the owning class, there are a couple of rules about what you can and can't do, but ultimately, you're the one who decides how the product is made, where the profits go, and how much you pay your workers. In a perfect capitalist society, everything is a money-making opportunity. You see a public utility? What if it was privately owned by you, huh? See a bus? Put an ad on that shit. See a sidewalk? Put a rental scooter on it, because the buses don't work. Plus, they're covered in your ads. But why stop there? Keep growing your business. You're an entrepreneur. Get more land, another apple farm, another glue factory. Now you're a glue mogul, and you're providing 30% of all glue in the country with no real public oversight. Pretty sweet. Continue until the world is suffocating under a thick layer of glue. Uh, people are dying, you're poisoning them. Don't stop making glue. Just start a phony nonprofit wing of your corporation and advertise the shit out of it. Makes you look great. Build a hospital. Now people have to go to your hospital and pay you to get treated for all the glue that you put in their livers. That's called vertical integration. So in conclusion, capitalism is a fun and efficient way to consolidate all the world's resources into the control of a tiny group of massively rich individuals at the expense of everyone else. It rules and it's totally not feudalism. Congratulations, my friends on all your wealth and success. Yeah, um, this lady is, first off, she's supposedly a comedian. I mean, I waiting for the funny. It never happened. I didn't even chuckle. I didn't even guffaw. Not even a, a knee slap. And then on top of it, she wants to go on with these ridiculous uh, examples. You know, it'd be nice if we could get that glue mogul to come in here and glue some funny on your ass. Maybe glue some facts there too. Because you brought none. I mean, and on top of that, I think the funniest part about it was listening to you try to debunk capitalism. When you're standing there spitting out coffee, where did that coffee come from? Who provided that coffee? Who ground it up? Who bagged it? Who provided the coffee cup that was in the coffee or the coffee was in? How about that boom mic that's just hanging awkwardly in that amateurishly filmed video. How about the video itself? How about the camera that filmed the video? All of that brought to you by capitalism. How about the technology that you were able to share that video around with? Yeah, how about the fact that people are watching it on their phones? Hmm, how did that happen? All capitalism there, schnookums. That's right, capitalism. But yet, you're going to get out there and try to peddle this video as though you're going to make people think it's more noble and more reasonable and more logical to allow some commune of people to dump money together and have some elected bureaucrats blow it on mountain lions running on treadmills and blowing it on studying them. Oh, yeah, great idea there. While Hunter Biden gets gigs with the Ukrainian government and, and Ukrainian energy companies because his daddy's vice president. Why John Kerry gets his son in a job with Joe Biden's son because daddy was secretary of state. See, you have to realize crony corporatism happens with crony public sectorism, crony governmentism. Basically, enrichment for thee, or enrichment for me, not for thee. That's how it works. Everybody is acting on their own interest, whether you like it or not. Whether you think it's moral, because you think Sean Penn should be knee-deep in crappy, sludgy water down in Haiti, helping kids out, because that's how I'm going to get to heaven. I look great to everybody. Look at me. I'm an actor, and I'm out there helping the needy, and I got a camera filming it all, because I'm just a better person than you. Well, guess what? That morality means nothing. 
What we want to do is we want to support our families and we want to buy things that we're interested in, that the government cannot foresee. The government cannot, you know, have the foresight or the efficiency or the desire to innovate to make products that we are interested in, to make services that enrich and better our lives. You know who does that? Somebody with an enterprising idea and somebody who has a need. And the guy with the enterprising idea obtains capital and uses that capital to facilitate those ideas. Yeah, some of these owners of assets and, you know, like she's talking about with the apple trees and the glue, a lot of times some people may have access to it. You know, the world is not you know, an equal place. Some people have better access to things than others. Some people can overcome that by getting investors, by coming up with an idea, by taking a different unconventional method. But regardless of that, opportunity is available to you to do that because of capitalism. Doesn't happen that way under socialism. That opportunity is not there for you. So for you to sit there and make a video about how capitalism is a joke when you can't even tell a joke, and I guess that's what you get paid to do, it's a pretty sad existence. Don't quit your day job there, Ms. Comedian. You don't rank up there with the David Tells, the Mitch Hedgebergs, you know, the Nick DiPaolos. You don't rank up there with the Pat, even the Patton Oswalds. So, yeah, that's what's going on. We're going to continue to infect the youth and try to propagandize and indoctrinate them with these videos under Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or gain somebody like Alyssa Milano out there to work on your behalf. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can listen to the show on Mojo 5 every Wednesday, 10 p.m., every Saturday and Sunday, 5 p.m. You can listen to us Sunday morning at midnight. Also, check out the podcast. Rate it. Give it a five-star rating. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, tune in. Also, get the free Roku channel in your streaming store. Check out the blog, adriansladeshow.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Rants Out Loud, at Adrian Slade Show. I'm also on Facebook, Convo, MeWe, Snippy, Gab, Parlor. Just search Adrian Slade. We'll see you guys next time. God bless.